2: This is the SEC Insider Hit,
0: presented by your local Farm Bureau Insurance Agent. Go local. Go with a home team. All
1: right. Good morning. Uh, Your morning drive is driven by Fleetway Market. Fuel up at Fleetway Market. Also, the Market Cafe. In Gluckstadt, Fleetway Market, and Brookhaven, Fleetway Market. I was in Brookhaven last week. Going back soon. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Bundle your auto and home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Uh, Ole Miss pulls away from Vanderbilt in the second half. The first half, I think, surprised all of us. And then they did what they needed to do. Um... So, you know, again, it's been a snooze fest for Ole Miss pretty much um, this year. And now they host Auburn, who is not good. I mean, now they have some athletes, but they're not good. Still, I mean, living right. Auburn at home should be, your 6-0 and should be 7-0. and And then you got a couple of road games. So, we'll see.
2: Rebels already a 14 and a half, 15 and a half point favorite, depending on where you find it
1: that's a lot
2: yeah it opened at 13 and a half already moved up a couple points that
1: yeah that that's a lot wow okay so um dang 15 points yeah big
2: one in in Oxford because to say that state oral Miss is ever 15 points better than an auburn a m lSU that's a good point that's a tough one to that's a hard selling point Yes. that is at home. And Auburn is seemingly at rock bottom, right? Like rock, like rock bottom.
1: (laughs) Man, it's a bad deal for for Auburn and A and M and LSU fans today. And that's that's rare that you get the trifecta uh, struggling um, at the quarterback position in transition. Uh, A and M shouldn't be in transition. This is year five for Jimbo Fisher. There's no excuses. You've recruited out of your mind. There there's no excuses. Um it's poor coaching, uh, poor preparation, poor practice, I guess, you know, whatever. Uh not the right not the right pieces where they need to be. Um but but that's that's a bad deal for AM. They yeah. they look again, the SEC West, uh congratulations to Ole Miss and Mississippi State. You have to take advantage of your window of opportunity and it's, I, I said this, its it was good to be good last year um, with, uh, you know, dead man walking Ogeron, with Auburn dysfunction, and with Jimbo Fisher not knowing what he wants to do uh, on offense. And this year, it's almost like uh, those three programs kind of doubled down. Now, I have confidence in LSU and Brian Kelly at some point to get where they need to go. Uh, but as y'all know, you may not have watched it, but you kept up with it. Tennessee embarrassed LSU. Ooh. Embarrassed LSU. At home. I don't care if the game was played at 8 a.m. So you can throw that out. I don't want to hear that from any LSU fans. You know, well, the game game time. Everybody plays. All the teams play at either 11, 3, 5, or 7 some point during the year. I think way too much is made of that. Athlete, these guys are all world-class athletes. They can get up and play um, whenever the time is to play. We all played ball. We all played at different times. I, that's a bunch of nonsense to me. So uh, the bottom line is LSU was embarrassed, embarrassed at home. And and then the next question is, has Tennessee arrived? They're going to get an Ooh. opportunity to, to really show us this weekend. Um. But LSU scored seven points in three quarters. At home. At home. Yeah. Yikes. They scored seven points in three quarters at home.
2: Yeah. Garbage time touchdown at the very end. That's right. That's exactly right. So you just, you, and and I think if you're Ole Miss, that bodes well for you moving forward. And if it's Mississippi State, you go, dang, what a wasted opportunity to beat an LSU team that is below average
1: for what they typically are. True. Out of bounds, ESPN one oh five nine the zone. So Mississippi State and Ole Miss are combined eleven and one. Woo. And it feels quiet, doesn't it? Uh it does. Ole Miss' schedule is so insane. The way it was front loaded with with, you know, cupcakes yeah. and back-loaded with their the meat of their SEC schedule. Uh Mississippi State's already knocked out three SEC West games. Ole Miss hasn't played yeah, an which is SEC crazy. West. I mean, here we are October tenth, and Ole Miss hasn't played an SEC West game.
2: That's remarkable. State's played three. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Now they've
1: got both their East out of the way, and for
2: if you're an Ole Miss fan, like what a time to pull again, Kentucky and Vanderbilt if, for this year. If there
1: was because if they'd have played anybody pretty yeah. good, there's a really, really yeah. good chance they would have a loss. This exhibition schedule with all the transfers was absolutely perfect for Kiffin and the new defensive coordinator. It may be the only good thing that Ross Bjork did as their athletic director, but that may be the gift that they needed because we're now asking the question, is the SEC West up for grabs?
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I mean, if Tennessee... First off, did Jimbo Fisher sell his soul to the devil to play Alabama close? I mean, good grief. Because the A&M team we saw for five weeks was not the A&M team that played out of its mind Saturday night. But I think Alabama's 100% susceptible to loss. I, I Without Bryce. I, yeah, Yeah, And even with Bryce Young, you don't know how fully... I mean, an AC shoulder shoulder sprain on your throwing shoulder, hard to convince me that he's 100% for the rest of the season, no matter what, even if he's playing. I I think if you're Ole Miss, you're set up for a great opportunity. You have a front-door look at taking the West. And if you're Mississippi State, you still have a back-door look at finishing one or two in the West, which is crazy to say. And that's why I say it's been so quiet. For two teams, 11-1, and when this... When all of this happened in 2014, it felt like there was a lot more fanfare from the get-go. There was a lot more maybe ready-to-believe faith in that both of these teams could be good. This year, coming in because of Ole Miss's easy schedule and because State did lose to LSU, and there's been such a maybe hesitancy to fully buy into the air raid theology in Starkville, it feels like they're 11 and one, and yet the you fan just base said is,
1: air raid theology, and that that makes me yeah think that we just all need <laughs> to throw a party today.
2: But no, it's true. Don't you feel like the fan bases are not as gung-ho as it, it felt like they were at this point in 14?
1: Uh, and yet both not think, now, because but, here was my experience on campus on Saturday. It was insane. Okay. So you think the level's there. It was there. pandemonium after they beat Arkansas. People were going crazy. It was a beautiful day. People were able to file out of the stadium and still have a lot more of their afternoon the junction was absolutely packed and it was one big party. Um people are excited about Will Rogers and the offense. The defense being very opportunistic and that goal line stand Ooh. had everybody in a frenzy. Yes. Um and to not just the goal line stand, but to turn it over on downs. Um Arkansas didn't even, you know, kick a field goal. They decided to go for it on fourth down. And we were right there on that. You know, kind of uh, goal line stand. I can Mm -hmm. see it, and it was, you know, for for a defense that has some nice pieces but doesn't have a dominant dude. um, That was a big deal. So my takeaway on Saturday was once they won their third game in a row at home, yeah, and they were against A and M in Arkansas, which
2: matters. Which yeah, that brand matters.
1: Yeah, um, it was. Insanity after the game. Yeah. Yeah. And I expect Ole Miss's crowd to be
2: insane even for an 11 a.m. game. Uh, they'll pack it up. Saturday. They, they
1: did it against Kentucky. They're going to pack it up. You notice in.
2: Kiffin mentioned that in his post game press. Uh, in his after, it, I don't think it was post game. It was can't, his. Can't on let the your field. foot off the gas. On the field, he was like, uh, Yeah, we had a great you know, atmosphere. What was it last week? We just got to have that again when we get. I mean, he's mentioning the fans immediately after they get after they get out of that sure, Vanderbilt game. Sure, it matters.
1: That 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 crowd that showed up for Mississippi State on Saturday mattered.
2: Yeah, I it mean, it, it definitely mattered for Kentucky and Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, you saw that crowd factor uh, be be a factor against Kentucky. So yeah, eleven and one. I mean, truly remarkable that State and Ole Miss sit here.
1: I say it, savor it, soak it up, bathe in it, love it. Winning's extremely difficult at every single level. High school, college, NFL. We saw that again yesterday. Um, You know, the Giants beat the Packers, right? I mean, so um, LSU got absolutely smoked on their home field, Mm -hmm. embarrassed. uh, And Tennessee didn't let up and didn't care. Uh, Rocky Top came in, took all of their manhood, all the girlfriends, everybody back to Knoxville. and um, Hooker train, full steam ahead, baby. That's right. I'm on the hooker train. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about Hendon Hooker. I thought he made so many unbelievable plays against Florida. And that's what I want. Uh, that, that's to me, is what it's all about. I think we talk in circles around this and that, whatever. It's all about, how, you know, do you have some kids, players, that can make big plays and big moments on Saturdays in conference? And and Hooker did that. Of course, Will Rogers did that on Saturday. In which a game I thought he was, for him, I thought... He was off a little bit. And think about that. Now, the running game with Dylan Johnson and Marks, people are getting all hot and bothered about that. And and they're like, well, why didn't Leach do that two years ago? Because he couldn't. He couldn't do it. Those two freshman backs couldn't break tackles. They didn't know where to hit the hole. They, you know, The offensive line was still trying to figure out exactly what they needed to do in the system. They couldn't do it. Um, every now and then they would bunch up four to six carries in, in a game and they just couldn't get anywhere. Uh, you know, I mean, it would be first and 10, second nine, right? It's like when the Cowboys give it to Zeke. First and 10, second and Zeke. Hey, Zeke played nine. well yesterday. You'd be so, nice to him. Out of bounds, ESPN 105 nine, the zone. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. We would love to hear from you. Armchair QB Monday. 601-707-3750 is the caller line. Um brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Our Twitter feed at Bowbounds. Hit us up on the Twitters at Bowbounds. Mississippi State wins 40 to 17. Hello. Forty. Say that out loud. They beat Arkansas 40 to 17. Mm. Ole Miss wins fifty two to twenty eight. And I know y'all all had Ole Miss down by three and a half. Hey, second half points though they hadn't yeah. done that in the last like three games. No doubt. So no, no question. They dropped thirty five on Vanderbilt in the second half. That's what you got to do. And and ran a, ran away with it. Um, Vanderbilt is worse than god awful mm. as a team. Personnel, Tough. offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. The guys wearing the headsets. It's a bad deal. I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. I don't know what. I know they've always been bad. You really have to ask, you know. Do you have to ask? I
2: don't think you do. Maybe you don't. There's your Vanderbilt hit for the year.
1: All right, there you go. <laughs> let me ask. I, 99% of my listeners don't know no. who the Vanderbilt head coach huh. is. So I'm going to let you know. its name is Clark Lee. And I know it sounds like, I know it sounds like, he owns a car dealership in yeah. Tupelo. Yeah.
2: Or teaches history at a small school. Yeah. And coaches track.
1: Or, you know, he <laughs> owns like four of the dealerships in the Golden Triangle area. All right. So you got, you know, Clark Lee Toyota, uh, Clark Lee GMC, Clark Lee Ram, and Clark Lee Ford. So. Let me anyway. ask you
2: this question before we go to the Farm Bureau insurance call line. <laughs> Well, actually, we should do this, and then I'll ask you, because this is going to take you time to explain. So we should go to the call line, and then I'll ask you my question, because I don't want to short you the right. answer.
1: We'll go to the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line. Bundle your car at home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent in Columbus, Hattiesburg, Vicksburg, Meridian. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. We'll have Tom Luganville on at 830. Lugs will join us on the Dos Equis guest line. Who do we have?
2: Rebel Red and Blue.
1: RRB wants to weigh in. RB, what's up, man? Good morning, Bo. What's on your mind? One,
2: just one simple question: Do you give your game ball to Jackson Dart or do you give it to Jonathan Mingo? I'm
1: out. Uh, for the Ole Miss game, I guess you could go either way. Um. Oh man,
0: I'll
1: Got- I'll go. I guess I'll go Mingo because be. Dart has already had some, you know, big mo- Mingo has not really had any big moments in his career, and. Uh, but he torched the Vanderbilt secondary. So, nine receptions for 247 yards. Yeah. With a 72-yarder, uh, as we all know and saw over and over again on SEC Network on Saturday night and Sunday morning. So, yeah, I'd go Mingo.
2: He had over half your passing yards. That I think that counts when one receiver is. Not, yeah. Well,
1: he averaged 27.4 yards per catch. Fred, that good? He had a 72-yarder. Is that good? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, 27 <laughs> yeah. hey, yards. That's the
2: Ole Miss record. He just beat uh, Elijah Moore's record from 2020. Uh, I tell
1: you the guy that people need to be talking about. Mingo will get all the love. And, and I mean, Mingo's a solid wide receiver. Jordan it's Watkins. Jordan Watkins. Yeah. That's the guy that you need to be talking about and keep an eye on. Um, He's, he's a junior. He was at uh, uh, Louisville for two seasons. He transferred in and he's kind of got that body, you know, you can just tell. Uh he's got a little bit of a mm, Dontario Drummond type. I mean, he's he's got some thick on him, but he's wiggle, speed. He is a he's he's probably gonna be the guy that emerges as the dude. Uh but yeah, it was a hell of a day for Mingo. And um Dart was twenty five of thirty two for 448 three touchdowns and two picks yeah they just never
2: got rolling in the first half they were no. asleep still no. right, let me let me ask you this question because it's an overreaction monday as you said it, so, armchair qb yeah.
1: and overreaction monday blake scott
2: let me ask you this
1: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As we sit
2: now, six weeks into the SEC season. Okay. Everyone but Tennessee and Vanderbilt have played six games. Um, well, actually, Vanderbilt did because they started early. But Tennessee had to buy. Uh, after six weeks, which fan bases? Give me your one or two fan bases in the SEC that are living in Kirk Herb Street land.
1: Because this is not okay. It's just not.
2: Which fan bases are feeling like it's not okay? Oklahoma,
1: A and M, LSU, Auburn, <laughs> and Oklahoma will be in the SEC in in five minutes. And they're going to fire their coach. I think. I think they're going to do something that is damn near unheard of. I think that they are going to move off of Brent Vettables in year one. Wow. Um, he he totally missed on his coordinators um, with Jeff Levy and Ted Roof. He paired two coordinators, one that wants to run fast, one- a defensive coordinator that does not that does not do well with pace of play. Um, and I think because they have won. Uh, the last 22 years they've won what like over 240 games all they've done is win 10 to 12 games a year they captured the genie and lightning in a bottle because the big 12 has been a seven-on-seven powder puff league and they recruited to that and they did it brilliantly under bob stoops and then they hit on lincoln riley just enough um they messed up in uh two things uh as great as bob stoops is uh, off the charts Insanely talented coach. When he hired his brother back at Oklahoma and let go of Brent Venables, Mistake. it will be one that they will regret. Yep. and he also let go of somebody else. If you don't, if some guy named Josh Heupel, and that was his national championship quarterback. Heupel was a lot like Will Rogers, right? He doesn't, you know, he walks off the bus and you think he's a student manager. All right. And that was Leach's first signee, first recruit signee at Oklahoma. Heifel would eventually go on to be the offensive coordinator, and Stoops fired him, and he fired Venables. And you could say that it cost them one more national championship. But he won big, and I think Oklahoma's going to move off Venables, Blake. I do. One year. One he year. doesn't make it a full year. So Auburn's oh, going to be open. Nebraska's open. Wisconsin's open. Oklahoma, in my opinion, is going to be open. Arizona State, which I think is still an absolute gold mine. I've been on that campus. Many of you have been to the Phoenix metro area. Uh, it is absolutely gold. Millions of people. you got players, sunshine, beautiful women. Resource, that that fan base is absolutely loaded and wealthy. Got to win there, too. Back to Oklahoma. But you mentioned the other fan bases. Brian Kelly needs to be careful. He'll be fine. He's not going anywhere. Like like I think Venables is correct. Okay? But he's still—it's a slippery slope in this business, man. But he is a proven winner and an excellent coach at Notre Dame, and yeah. I think Brian Kelly will be fine. Blake, I agree. Jimbo is not going to work out. It's just a matter of when. So I don't know how much they're going to drop, where the where the buyout will be. Who cares at this point? Because it doesn't mean anything. People are going to think that the Oklahoma buyout will be insane. It's not. You have to have people engaged and go to your game and buy all the tickets and the suites and the club level or they will find something else to do this day and age. In 1985, nobody had anything else to do. Today is different. The world's different. There's more money in the economy even with what's going on. The bottom line is you have to keep your people engaged. It's why what Cohen did hiring... Leach and what Keith did hiring Kiffin was smart. You got to be able to move the ball on offense. You have to be able to move the ball. You have to be able to, uh, you just, even at the high school level, I have friends that are frustrated that their kids go to other schools. and they're like, we are dog poo poo on offense. We have no idea what we want to be, how we want to do it, where we want to go or anything. People don't want to sit in the stands and watch that garbage.
2: Nope. I'm with you. They don't. I'm 100% Especially
1: you. your age group.
2: Yeah, and look at the and teams. that's not a shot. Look at the teams that are what we would call like outperforming their projections, so to speak. Heupel, Tennessee. Mississippi they're, State. They're moving the ball all over. State, Air Raid, it's an innovative, different offense. Kiffin, over the last couple of years, again, running it. At, they are the most traditional in the sense that they run the ball a lot, but it's innovative styles, the play-calling the formations, things like that. Kiffin pushes the envelope. You look in the NFL, and it's the and same Kiffin thing. Kiffin is off
1: the charts innovative. Yeah,
2: you you look at the same thing in the NFL, and you're when you look at the consistent theme among teams that win, it's it's innovative offensive play calling.
1: No question. Uh, I think somebody nailed it on the Ag Up Equipment text line. Why didn't Oklahoma go get Heupel last year? A great I, I think question. that ship has sailed now. You could have gone back and gotten the chosen one and the chosen son who won a national championship at Oklahoma in 2000 or 2001. Instead, you passed on Hypel to go get Brent Venables, who's never been a head coach. Hypel mm-hmm. had proven he could do it at Central Florida, was starting to prove he could do it at Tennessee. And now we have a Tennessee-Alabama matchup this weekend that's for all the gold. I mean, it's it's for all the gold. That's what you're playing for. You're playing for the bag. The bag of cash, the bag of gold. That's what Miss, Mississippi State and Ole Miss are Boy, trending that way. And if
2: you're State and Ole Miss, you, you're wearing as much burnt orange this weekend or whatever they want to call it as possible. Because yeah. an Alabama loss opens up some serious opportunity for State and Ole Miss when it comes to trying to do what neither team has done since 1998, make it to Atlanta.
1: I think Bryce Young will play. And I think that makes them, and, and he could actually still mix in Milro because this kid has found some mojo. And they, they may be even more dangerous than people thought the first half of the year. Mm. With Bryce coming back and finding a couple of packages for Milro and what he can bring to the table for the Alabama Crimson Tide. I actually think that that could be a dangerous two-headed monster mm. for Roll Tide Nation going forward. Good morning, welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Uh, We got Tom Luganville and the Dos guest line coming up at 8.30. We'll have the Bank Plus Player of the Week at 9.15. Go ahead and get comfortable. Lock in. Get the seatbelt right, the coffee or the Dr. Pepper right. And like I said earlier, you better savor the W's. It only gets bigger this weekend with Kentucky and Auburn. Which is what you want. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Out of bounds, 1059 The Zone, ESPN.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil.